0: Welcome to Radiant Church Podcast. We want Jesus to be the message in everything we do. We are those who look to him. Now, here's David Perkins. Father, we love you. And God, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for the activity of God that man cannot do. I thank you that you are at work and it's so evident. We can see your hand among us. God, we just say it is so enjoyable to not go through motions, but to be a part of a move of God. And we ask, Lord, that you would take it up yet another notch. Father, we want to see people come to know Jesus. We desire to become wholehearted disciples. We want a prayer movement in our midst. We want our kids to walk with you from the days of their youth. God, we want to see a city transformed. Father, we ask that you would do something supernatural. We thank you, Lord God. Now open up the word of God to us. Help us, Lord, to hear it. We pray for a spirit of revelation in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. So we have four kids, Renata and I, and it's obviously, you know, one of the fun parts of having kids is when you, they're born and you get to see what they look like. And so now Renata has brown hair, brown eyes, and, um, and when Dawson was born, uh, everybody would look at him and say this phrase, he's so cute, he looks like Renata. It was just always together, just one long flow. Or then you had the, the, always the joke, he's so good looking, he looks like his mom. You know. And that was just, and you know it's kind of cute and it's kind of funny. And it's just, yeah, you know, you kind of play it off. Like, of course, we're not as beautiful and <laughs> bless the Lord on oh my soul. And, and thank God he looks like his mom and all that. Well, then we had Olivia. Olivia was born with brown eyes and brown hair. And uh, so then it kind of went through round two, you know? <laughs> like everybody was like, oh, she's beautiful, just like her mom. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. She looks nothing like you. Yeah. She's, she's so good looking, looks nothing like her dad. yes, yeah, always went together. It was just always that same idea. So then our third child was Adeline Grace. And when Adeline was about four, we're standing in the kitchen, and she is like shorter than the other kids. She is singing at the top of her lungs. She's desperate for attention. She's blonde. She's blue eyes. She doesn't stop screaming. And I looked at her and was overwhelmed with joy and thought, that's my girl right there. And so I got down on one knee. This is a true story. I got down on one knee because I was feeling it. Like It dawned on me like, like those other two, that's Renata's kids, but that one, now that that's, that, there's something great going on right there. (laughs) So I got down on one knee and I looked at her and I said, Adeline, when I look at you, I see me. She literally took her hands, four years old, put them on my cheeks. And she said, daddy, when I look at you, I see you. (laughs) And (laughs) And I said, well, just like me. I mean, she's sharp as a whip. And so I tell you that story because I think when we think of holiness, a lot of times we back up, we repel a little bit, we get a little bit nervous, and we think, man, I think of a list of things I got to do to be holy. And some people don't even want to talk about holiness. I had for many years, I had people that I would, I would say it. Like I was, as a youth pastor, I'd say a generation of prayer, a generation of fasting, a generation of holiness. And I had parents come up and say, let's talk about that word holiness. We don't really like that word. We don't even know what you're talking about when you say that. Because there's a little bit of a stigma that comes with the word holiness. But I want you to think of it this morning in a fresh way as holy like God is holy. Holy, I want you to think of it as relational. Just relational. Like not a list, but relationship. All right, look at this. First Peter chapter 1. Look at the way Peter says it. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, okay? But just as he who called you is holy, there it is. So be holy in all you do. For it is written, "Be holy because I am holy. And so we've been conditioned to kind of think, well, that's pressure. To be holy, that sounds a little bit scary. It sounds like a checklist of do's and don'ts. It sounds like a way that I got to dress. It sounds like what my entertainment's going to look like. It's, and we've kind of got an idea of a, a, a list of things, some, some boxes we have to check to kind of be holy. But when you think about it, not in terms of a checklist, but you think of it more in terms of a relationship, then holiness gets rearranged in your mind and in your heart. And so, holiness at its core is relational. Here's what it is it's our Father looking down at us and saying, I am a certain way. I am set apart. I am not like, there is no immorality in me. There is no dysfunction in me. There is nothing bad in me. He is infinitely good. He is infinitely set apart. He is infinitely perfect. And when He looks down at us, He says, I want you to be like me. I'm your dad, I'm your father. Be holy as I am holy, and I can imagine as he looks down and as we become transformed to be more like God, he looks down and he goes, ha, 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 you're starting to look like me. And so for me to start to think of it as bringing pleasure to my father as opposed to a a list of things I can do and cannot do infinitely changes the motivation for holiness. Holiness. And so when there is genuine delight, like I I love God and God loves me, and we talked about that last week. We talked about that relationship where he loves you and looks at you in the midst of your weakness and says, I delight in you even though you're not perfect. When you are growing and being transformed into my likeness, man, I like the fact that you've begun the journey even if perfection is not there. And so here, if you can start to think of holiness, not as a bad word, but as a good word, how? Because it's relational and not a list, then you're actually growing more excited about being transformed and being like him. Because as you become more like Jesus, you become more like the father, all right? Hebrews 1, 3 says, the Son is the radiance, I like that word, the Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Sustaining all things by his powerful word. So the writer of Hebrews says, so Jesus is the exact representation of the father. So as you, 1 John 2, 6, anyone who claims to be in Christ must walk as Jesus did. As you are transformed to look more like Jesus, then you also are starting to look more like the father. And the father's looking down at you and going, come on. When I look at you, I see me when I see you becoming more set apart and there's delight in his heart. It's a father that's saying, this is the way that I am. And I created you to be this way. And the ways of the world are trying to get you into a different vein, but my delight is in you. And when I see holiness, when I see you becoming like me, set apart, godly, man, I see me. And I take delight in you as you become like that. I took Dawson, my son, uh, when he was eight, I took him with me to Montana and I was uh, speaking at a youth conference and I, and I told stories about leading prayer meetings when I was in junior high. And over the next 30 years of pastoring Radiant Church, I'll probably tell those stories a hundred times. Um, but I was telling those stories and we were up in Montana together and we got uh, back on the plane. We were flying home and it's just Dawson and I, he's eight years old and he said, dad, uh, tell me more about the prayer meetings that you led in junior high. So we sat on the plane and I was just, just telling him more stories. And on the plane, he said, dad, I want to do that. And I said, that's awesome. Well, maybe when you're a teenager, you can do it like I did it. And then he said, no, I don't want to wait till I'm a teenager. I want to start one at my elementary public school now. And I thought, huh, I I wonder if you can do that. And so we got back to Colorado Springs and and Dawson, at eight years old, began the process of communicating with the teachers. All that to say, he got to the, to the point where Dawson, who I'll cry when I talk about it, was eight years old and leading this prayer meeting on his campus. And so he, he named it, he created a logo. I mean, it was awesome. He, I mean, for a while, there, he wanted to get more kids there, and so he said, Dad, do you think if I give free donuts, more people will come pray? I said, you're starting to understand church, buddy. <laughs> eight years old. Hey, I can tell you how this works. You do pour overs, people come. Anyway, so <laughs> just, that's a bad joke. But anyways, anyway, so he's eight years old and I just felt this delight over my boy because he was wanting to be like me. And he was wanting to do, he's heard my story and he wanted to do what I did. And I just remember he's eight years old and man, the pleasure that I felt over my son wanting to do what his dad did was massive. And so some, you know, fathers take great delight in their sons lifting weights, being a great athlete. I've got none of those, but (laughs) prayer meeting in eighth grade, Aaron, you know, that we can do. And, And I say that to say, because if you can rearrange the way that you think about holiness, to this idea that your father is holy. And he is infinitely unique. And there is no evil, there is no badness in him. And as you choose, as you make choices, as you allow God to do a supernatural work in your life and become holy, radiant, set apart, a radiant church, holy, radiant with holiness, If you can think of it relationally instead of legalistically, it changes everything. Because the motivation isn't to be accepted or to be rejected, but out of love for a father. And so over time then you become more like him and you get with him, you spend time with God and that desire to be like him grows in you. When I was a kid, I. I, I, my, my dad uh, was a basketball player and I loved playing basketball with my dad. My dad would always just spit in a real nasty way, like just like, and I don't want to do it here because you'll never come back, but um, he just, he just haul off when you're, and just spit, just so gross every time you're playing ball. And uh, I remember, you know, being a little kid and I, that's just what he did, but he was a great athlete. And so I decided, I just, I didn't even think about it, but I just started spitting the same way. Like, not like a little spit, but like, a, I mean, just, you know, every 30 seconds, just, I just, all the time. And, and uh, so I was in, and I did it all through elementary school. And then one time when I was in junior high school, uh, we had a basketball hoop at my house and we were playing um, in the front, and I had a bunch of the neighbor kids over, and, and we were playing, and I was, and my mom, for some reason, was out there, and, and my mom heard me, and I was just, like, every 30 seconds, you know, eighth grade, you know, I've got the mullet, you know, whew, those days, and, and I would just, I just, and just do it, and my, my mom comes up to me, and she says, why are you, why are you doing that, and I was like, doing what, she's like, why are you spitting like that, and I was like, I don't know, dad does, she goes, your dad has nasal allergies that are like, it, it, he has to do that. It's got phlegm in his throat. It's, and I was like, oh, I just, I just thought it was cool. Like, I just do it because my dad does it, you know? and I, li- I like spending time with dad. I want to be like dad. My dad's my hero. And, and that's a terrible illustration of what I'm trying to say. But It's this. We have such admiration for our Father and such relationship that it's like I, I just I want to be just like Him, and the motivation is not let me let me kind of break down how close to sin I can get and have God be okay with it. But instead, it's He is good. He is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control. I want to be. Like the one that loves me and that I love. And the motivation that's happening is internal. And there is some evidence that's external, but the motivation is on the inside. And so you get with him, and he's holy, so I wanna be holy. He's set apart, I wanna be set apart. Holiness is one big yes. It's not, don't think of it as a hundred little no's. Now I know without a doubt. The temptation is to say, can't do this, can't do that, can't do that, why? Because I'm holy. Okay, but, but listen, if we think of it not as, as I can't do a, a buffet of things that we say no to, but instead as one big feast that we say yes to. I say yes to Jesus, and in saying yes, man, I'm, I'm set apart to him and him alone. My whole life is bent around being his, and yes. As a result, you're saying no to a lot of other things, but your motivation, your enjoyment, your heart is around the big yes instead of the 10,000 no's. And then the 10,000 no's, if your eyes are on the 10,000 no's, then it becomes legalistic. Then it becomes like, you know what? This is hard and I'm saying yes to the Christian life and being holy. And so I can't do that and I can't do that and I can't do that and I can't do that. And really, I feed this immoral desire or this evil desire. I really want to do all those things, but I've I've made a choice and so I'm not going to do those things. But... If you go a different route, and you go the route that says, behold the one who is holy, be with the one who is holy, be transformed, become like your father, and then you want what he wants, and all of a sudden, the big yes far outshines the little nose. And man, it's like, it's a delight. I want, you start to say, how set apart can I be? And that's what the word holiness is. The word holy means set apart, and we're set apart not just from sin. We are set apart, but we're set apart to a person. So it's from sin, but it's to God. And so therein, man, I'm, I'm set apart. I'm, I'm holy to Lord's. I'm, I'm holy his. And, and there's delight in that big yes. This is a silly illustration, but I'm going to say it this way. All right. So at my house, I've got a paintbrush, which I rarely use, uh, in addition to a paintbrush, I've got a hairbrush, which I'm using less and less. Um, no jokes. But then, and then I've got a, a toothbrush, right? Now, anybody that wants to borrow my paintbrush, you can borrow my paintbrush. That's no big deal. No problem at all. Hairbrush, that's a little bit weird, but maybe I might let you use my hairbrush, right? I mean, I, I'd let someone borrow that. People in my family, for sure. But when it comes to the toothbrush, don't touch it, Right? Like that toothbrush, that is set apart for me and only me, right? I don't let the toothbrush go to anybody, all right? Silly illustration, but it's that way. It's this way where we say, <laughs> you're like, don't tweet that. Toothbrush for Jesus, deep theology at Radiant Church. <laughs> but it's that way where we say, okay, the toothbrush is just for me. We say, Jesus, I'm, I'm set apart for you. I, and, it's, and, and it's just you. And what I, you're my future, you're my hope, you're my life. You're the one that transforms me and changes me. And so there is, there is no one else, it's, it's just for you. And the, the beauty and the joy in being wholly his starts to grow in, in your heart. And so, yes, we say, we're saying no to other things, but it's because the yes to Jesus is taking up real estate in our heart and in our mind. And our passions are being transformed into his passion. And so when those things are transformed, it's easier and easier to say no to other things because you're saying yes to Jesus. When I met uh, Renata in Chicago, and she had uh, a boyfriend who was your, you know, tall, dark, and handsome guy, <laughs> like, like I, when we, we met when we were 19, and, and, and I, I had a friend in Oklahoma City, I was living in Oklahoma City, and he, he said, would you like to go with me to Chicago, and I said, no, and he said, I'm going to a family reunion. I said, definitely no, and, uh, when, and then we were at his house, and I saw a picture of this girl. I said, who's that? And he said, that's my niece. It's her house that we're having the family reunion at, and I said, I'll go, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and when we got to Chicago, I, I met Renata, and I was, you know, like, excited about Renata. I found out she had this boyfriend, you know, and he's like, you know, it was—he's tough competition. He was a man's man. He was, you know, over six feet tall. He had facial hair, the whole thing, and for me, nineteen—those that, that was that was a challenge. And so, uh, I spent three days there, and and it wasn't too long till after that. You know, we I, Renata—I could tell she liked me back, and and imagine if Renata would have said, "Hey, David, I, I like you, and I really like five-five and blonde." ish. and, but But I'd like to keep tall, dark, and handsome. Like, can I keep that guy and you, like both of you? Then the language for me is, you must repent of that man and come with me, right? Like you cannot keep both, right? She never said that, by the way. It's just an illustration. But the idea is this. What happens is, is as she fell in love with me, The things of earth grew face. No, just kidding. (laughs) Slowly dim. (laughs) That's the idea. It's one big yes. And our temptation is to fix our eyes in a world that says, have this, 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 this. This is what you really want. This is what's fun. And so you're like, oh, but my loyalty to God causes me to have to always say no but I'm telling you, the secret to holiness is that we fix our eyes on Jesus. We want to be like him. It's relational, and it's one big yes, and it becomes easier and easier to say, the things of earth hold nothing on me. And, man, I want to be set apart, and He's, he's I'm, I'm, I'm his toothbrush. I mean, it's just, I'm set apart for him. I don't want the things of the world. I want the things of God. So it's relational. It's a big yes. And then the, then I, I wanna encourage us with this. Holiness is our response to God's love for us. So right here in the text in Ephesians 5 that refers to a radiant church, you have Christ loved the church, gave himself up for the church to make her holy, okay? As we grow in recognizing what it means that Jesus loves us, as simplistic as that is, and what it means that he gave up his life. As you study the cross, as you behold the man Jesus, as you recognize more and more what that is, who that is, what the gospel is, then the reciprocated love towards God becomes easier and easier. And so when it starts to feel like love for the world is growing and love for Christ is declining, go get back on your face, behold Jesus again, and let that love crescendo, grow in your heart, and it becomes enjoyable, easier, delight. I mean, I love to be around men and women that are in their 70s, 80s, and they are beaming, I mean, alive. And they're not talking about size of their house or their 401k. There is life around Jesus. And they've got tears when they talk about Jesus And the language of Jesus is on their lips, and when you're nine years old and you think, "Oh, they're just strange old people, but when you're at like my age right now, I go, "No, they have tasted of something far better than what the world has to offer." And that is how we want to live. Like We want to live where Jesus is a big deal, and man, it's the part of what the family looks like, and holiness is a byproduct of love pulsating in the heart, alive on the inside. You know. Holiness can't be driven by a list. It's gotta be driven by love. If it's driven by a list, you will fall short. You can't, you just, the list just doesn't have the power. You don't have the discipline. But if it's, if holiness is driven by love, man, man, then we take on this new identity. We're the holy people, right? We're the set apart ones, because of what Christ has done that's we are a part of that family of God. Paul as he addresses in 13 letters he refers to people 40 times as saints. 40 times. Which the word saints means holy ones. And so in his letter he's just hitting it just oh I mean 40 times whoever he's writing to whether it's the church in Ephesus or wherever, he's just hitting it like a broken record. Romans, I mean, he just wants everybody to know, hey, saints, 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 saints. What's he saying? Holy ones, holy ones, holy ones. He's reminding you of who you are. You're holy, set apart, holy the Lord's. The Father's looking at you, great delight. Hey, you're my kid. I saw you choose righteousness I know what everybody else was doing that night and how you gave yourself to prayer. I know that in those college years, you could have just done what everybody else does, the fraternities and sororities, and you dedicated your life in those years. I see you right now in your 50s and you are faithfully serving when you could easily be just using all of your money and all of your resources in a narcissistic way for yourself. And I see it and he's looking, when I see you, I see me. I see righteousness growing. I see, I see you becoming more transformed and becoming more like me. Last one is this. The Holy Spirit helps us be holy. He helps you. Like it's not just your raw willpower. Look at the way that Paul says in 1 Thessalonians, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is it, verse 24. The one who calls you is faithful, and here it is, and he will do it. You have the Holy Spirit alive inside of you, and that's the transforming agent that helps you be holy. Like, it's not just your raw willpower. It's the Holy Spirit doing the work. Like, God at work inside of you, helping you to become holy a holy one, a saint. You are a saint based upon the finished work of Jesus on the cross. For sure, you're a saint. All right, good. And the Holy Spirit is helping you live that out in the spiritual battle, day after day. Oh, I'm tempted to get, I know this is what I am. I know this is how you see me. I know because the cross, this is how you see me. But I'm so tempted to choose unrighteousness. But it's the Holy Spirit. Okay, help me live in, lean in to my identity as a holy one. Help me live into it, help me lean into it, help me to become that. And he's the one that does the work. It's God at work inside of you. John says, uh, quotes Jesus, verse John 14, 26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and will, rem- will remind you of everything I have said to you. Here's the idea, you need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps you in this process. Don't be someone that says, yeah, I'm too nervous about the Holy Spirit. A lot of different churches believe different things about the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I'm going to remain kind of at a distance with the Holy Spirit. No, man, be someone that says the Holy Spirit takes up residence in me. I need God. He got, I mean, Jesus says, "If it's better for me to go. The Holy Spirit's going to come. It's going to help you. He's our helper Or our comforter He helps you in this process Of becoming transformed Into Christ-likeness He's not a father That just throws you into the deep end And says let's see if you can swim Good luck, see you later No, 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 he got into the pool with you (laughs) Like he's there, he's holding you I love to Tell people that I went Skydiving So it's kind of one of those things You know, and you're You know just in straight raw pride, I just love to say it. You know, like, just, hey, man, I've been skydiving. So I'll mention it, you know, sometimes, like talking to people and they're, they're talking about, you know, how they do masculine things like, you know, go camping in rural Kansas. And, you know, I skip some things like that, but then I'll just bring it up. Well, when I went skydiving, you know, and then they're like, oh, you went skydiving? And it just kind of works, right? <laughs> so it's one of those things. They'll say, well, when I go hunting, I'm like, well, when I went skydiving, anyway, so, but here's what I don't say, I, I went tandem skydiving, like, I had a professional, he showed me what to wear, he showed me everything, when we got into the plane and it was time to jump, he showed me where to stand, where to jump, he's the one that during the free fall helped me, he's the one that helped me land, like, the truth is, I didn't do anything, all I did was have the courage to say, I trust the guy. Here's the deal. Holy Spirit will do all the work. Like you just trust him. Like you go, okay. All right, this is, this is you. This is not my raw willpower. This is me becoming a child. I trust you. I want to be changed. I want to be transformed. I want to be set apart. Holy Spirit, come do a work inside of me. And Holy Spirit, help me be holy. Set apart one, help me live, set apart. Let's stand together. Would you just take a moment and would you just place your hand on your heart? I just wanna pray for you. God, we love you. We wanna be a holy people. We love everything there is to love about you. We've got good days and we've got bad days. We've got days where it seems like, yeah, we're living like saints and some days we're living like anything but saints. But we just, this morning, look to you. We come to you and say, Holy Spirit, help us be holy. Pray that this would be a a radiant church. (laughs) It literally has people so know their loved by god loving back walking voluntary love choose you we ask lord god for your help help us help us to live like you just pray for every man and every woman radiant church today would you just take a moment between you and god or would you just sign up again just say God I I want to be set apart I want to be holy like you're holy help me help me maybe just pray this prayer Holy Spirit come be in me far from God and today you want to make a decision I don't want to live for me I don't want to feast on the world's buffets I don't want to be set apart I want to be the Lord's I mean I want to I want Jesus to save me live in a covenant relationship with him be close to God if that's you today I just want you just would you just repeat this prayer after me just you just do it quietly where you're at. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I don't want to live for me. I want to live for you. I say yes today to the cross. I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die for me. might have eternal life. Today I make Jesus the Lord of my life. Number one in my life. Save me. Holy Spirit, come be in me. I want to be close to you all my days and live with you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer today, we know that you are there disciple of jesus and we'd love to connect with you i'd love to connect with you so if you wouldn't mind just on that connection card just telling us just slip it in the offering we gave my life to jesus today we'd love to give you a gift friends god is doing something special something unique and i don't say that i just i'm i'm just 39 i've been in church my whole life and we're doing something right here that the Lord's hand is on. And I wanna thank you for your faithfulness. I wanna thank you for coming. And I wanna invite you to something. I wanna invite you to start just asking the Lord, God, what's my next step? Pray, serve, lead, invite people, whatever it is. But I wanna invite you just to take another step. Invite right. you take a next step in how God's calling you to connect here. Maybe, maybe it's not here. Maybe it's something the Lord's invited you with. You getting alone with Him. Maybe it's I don't know what it is, but I want to invite you just don't don't get comfortable. Our dreams that we wouldn't be live comfortable, but we would we would live desperate. We would live set apart. Oh God, we want you. So let's uh, give up our ties and offerings, Father. We love you and we give gladly. We don't give sadly. We give with joy. It's our great delight to give in worship. We love you in Jesus' name. Let's sing the song to the Lord and let's give together, all right? Thanks again for listening. To learn more and to join our Radiant family, check us out on social media and online at radiantchurchkc.com.